You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Whether you need a battery for your truck or batteries for your trail cameras, Interstate Batteries has the batteries for your everyday life. Stop into a local retail location. They have thousands upon thousands of them all over the United States or go and visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. What's up, guys? My name is Parker McDonald, and I'm your host, and you are listening to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. All right, welcome, welcome to everyone. I'm uh, excited about today's episode. We are in the second episode of the Creator Series, which we, uh, we thought would be a fun idea for uh, just really the off-season, just the, this first part of the off-season. I know a lot of you guys are not quite into turkey mode yet, and uh, deer season is pretty much over most places around the south. There's a couple of seasons, I think, that are still open, Arkansas is open, I believe, till the end of February. Maybe Mississippi might be open. Uh, I can't remember. They may be closed already. And then I just saw on Facebook or Instagram somebody hunting in the panhandle of Florida. So I know there's some seasons still going on, but uh, for the most part, it's over across the south. So a lot of a lot of people are uh, are pretty well done with deer hunting. And so we thought it'd be fun to do this series, the Creator Series, to give you guys some new content to watch if you're uh if you're looking for something new to check out to keep you busy if you're uh stuck at home just relax and whatever whatever you uh whenever you watch youtube videos or whatever you can uh check out some of these creators we got some really good ones in the lineup but today we've got uh somebody that i'm i'm fairly new to his name is eric yoder eric runs eric's outdoor life and uh it's an awesome youtube channel eric is super young he's 16 years old and is killing deer killing good deer really big deer and uh does a little bit of fishing as well and i think you're gonna enjoy it he's a super cool dude um a young guy i can only wish that i could have done what he's doing whenever i was his age and uh i think y'all are gonna enjoy this episode but before we get into the episode i wanted to remind you guys that you can check out screegear.com for all your uh, hunting clothing needs. It's, uh, it's a really awesome, awesome system. It's a layering system from Scree Gear. Uh, I personally have really enjoyed uh, the the Merino base layers. On a really cold day, I would wear both base layers. So it's the, I believe it's one, 150s or 175, and then the 300s. I would wear those together with my hard scrabble set. If it's, uh, if it's pretty chilly outside, I'll throw on my ptarmigan. Uh, it's the ultra down type jacket and it's super lightweight and extremely warm. I've been wearing it a lot. Actually, I wore uh, I wore my, my ptarmigan yesterday. We've had this cold spell going through the south. And I did uh, something that you're probably going to be surprised that I would go and do. Um, I've never done anything like it. And honestly, I didn't even realize stuff like this existed. A uh, buddy of mine, Luke, who you guys have heard from, Luke Parker, he... Uh, texted me on Friday night and he was like hey buddy um, I'm doing a pheasant hunt tomorrow would you want to go and I was like okay that sounds like fun uh, it turns out what it is it's a pheasant shoot and <laughs> it's really weird uh, how they do it but it is from what I understand pheasant are delicious I haven't eaten any of the ones that I killed yet um, I, uh, I, I, I was I was surprised how fun it was whenever i got there and i figured out what it is and learned what it was i was surprised at how fun i actually how much fun i actually had i was doing it they're delicious from what i understand so we got some pheasants to take home it's just basically a fun way of going and getting groceries and uh it was it was interesting i i enjoyed it we had a good time i'm gonna have a video of it probably get ripped to shreds on youtube but oh well who cares um but anyways, it was cold, it was uh, pretty frosty in the morning, and uh, the ptarmigan hoodie, or ptarmigan jacket kept me super warm. You can also check out tetherednation.com if you're interested in saddle hunting gear. Oh, I forgot to mention, you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND, all lowercase, all one word, on the Scree Gear, what, screegear.com, and you'll save you uh, a little bit of money if you decide to buy something. 
Also, they got a new pattern out called Solus, and it's a, it's a pretty sweet pattern. Check that out. Um, but like I said, you can go to tetherednation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Just finished stealth stripping my tethered one sticks. Excited about using those this next season. Uh, they're going to be available to everybody by uh, by the time deer season gets here for sure. I think they're planning on releasing those this spring. Really solid sticks. Definitely an option that you need to look at. Um, but also their saddle stuff is incredible as well. You can also check out newcanoe.com. And uh, newcanoe just released the Unlimited Kayak. The Unlimited, if you've, if you've heard me talk about my Frontier 12, it's an awesome kayak for hunting and fishing purposes, but they just released this Unlimited, is what it's called, and it, to me, what it kind of does is it takes all the best things about the Pursuit, the Flint, and the Frontier models, and it puts them all together, and so you just have this really awesome boat on so many, uh, so many different levels, and I have, uh, I, I've, I'm, they just released it like last week. I'm going to probably uh, pretty soon be able to have some videos up for you guys to check out the new Unlimited. It's just a sweet kayak. If you like to fish, it's great. If you want to try the hunting aspect of it, it's also great. Tons of space, lots of customization, really sweet kayak. So you can check them out at newcanoe.com. All right, that's going to be it. Um, always always want to remind you guys to check out the, the YouTube channel, Southern Ground Hunting. I'm uploading quite a bit of uh, turkey content on there so if you're in turkey mood already and I know a lot of you probably are if you're already in that turkey mood man go check out YouTube and uh, I've got some I'm releasing videos right now every Monday and Thursday so I have two videos a week of turkey videos and uh, before you know it turkey season is going to be here but uh, enough talking let's get into this episode with Eric Yoder of Eric's Outdoor Life. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Today on the line, I have Mr. Eric Yoder from Georgia. Eric is the youngest, I believe at this point, he is the youngest guest we've ever had on the podcast, and I'm super excited about this for the second episode of the Creator Series. Eric, how's it going over there in Georgia? Going good, man. How about your way? It's uh, it's good. We finally got rid of all this cold weather. I don't. Did y'all get any of the snow and all that junk? No, luckily, luckily it wasn't. We didn't really get any. It was kind of, we got a lot of rain, but no, we didn't. We didn't get any snow. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So. so Eric, I I said earlier that you were the youngest guest that we've ever had. How old are you actually? Uh, I'm sixteen. Sixteen years old. Just just started driving, is that right? Yeah, I just just started driving just about yeah, a couple months ago. Man, I think about I think about whenever I was 16 and if I would have been as focused on content creation as you are when I was 16 years old, I just think about how much different things might look right now. And uh, I think it is incredibly cool that you're starting doing this uh, at such a young age. Now, I loved deer hunt whenever I was that age. I loved to I loved to be outdoors and fish and hunt and do all that kind of stuff. But I just I didn't have that itch to start recording my stuff and do all that kind of stuff. So, where did that get started for you? You know, I I really kind of have asked myself that question <laughs> i've i've what well, i think the main thing was was i got started watching um hunting videos and well mainly it was what got me started was watching fishing videos and i was just i was watching those i was trying to get i actually just started bass fishing probably when i was 12 or so so i really i really hadn't done a whole lot of fishing before then and so i started watching those videos and that kind of that kind of got me into wanting to make fishing videos and then now I'd rather way rather make hunting videos and that's I cuz I yeah that's what that's what got me started on on uh wanting to film and everything was just watching other creators um make, doing their content and I was like hey that'd be cool so I bought a cheap camera and started filming and that's why the quality of my first videos was not very good but i love doing it so <laughs> well you do a great job and uh 
I I found I found actually I've watched one of your videos. It just showed up on my uh, on my YouTube one day. Probably, man, it may have been before deer season. This year, no, it would have been during deer season because I want to say that that video was from this past season. But um, you had this video where you shot a really good buck with your bow on public land, and I saw that one. And then I I was getting ready for this series, and I put on a there's a Facebook page called self-filmed hunters and i put out hey does anybody know any uh any fairly low-key creators on youtube that uh, might be interested in doing a podcast and tanner edenfield who uh, who does the have bow will travel um channel he's done a, a great job really good deer hunter just a, a absolute he's a great content creator he's fun to follow he's a he's a cool guy um, he specializes in meme making. I think he does a really good job with his memes and, uh, uh, he, he put your name on there. And so I looked you up on Eric's outdoor adventures. I don't think we've said that so far, but it's Eric's outdoor adventures. And, um, he put your name on there and he, and I said, Hey, do you have his contact? I'd love to, I, after watching some of your stuff, I was like, man, this would be an awesome episode to have. Um, but he, Tanner recommended you very highly, and then after watching a bunch of your stuff, I was like, yeah, this guy this guy definitely needs to be on here. But 16 years old, I know it's a different – you're growing up in a, in a much more technologically advanced time than even I did. I'm 30, and, uh, and so I know that's a little bit normal, more normal for somebody your age to be uh, using a camera and doing that kind of stuff. But you mentioned that you started fishing when you were 12, which – uh, sounds relatively young for me, but for you, that was only about four years ago. Uh, how long have you been deer hunting? Uh, well, I've been, one thing I wanted to throw out real quick, if you don't mind, was my, my channel is actually Eric's Outdoor Life. Eric's Outdoor uh, Life, sorry. People I knew I was going to get that, I knew I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> A lot of people say that, but, uh, but no, um, so yeah, on, uh, what, I've been hunting since, you know, I was probably, well, what started out was when I was just a little boy shooting birds with my BB gun. Um, and then I kind of started shooting, you know, squirrels and rabbits. And and then eventually my, my dad started taking me deer hunting. And uh, I just loved deer hunting. And I'd beg him to take me all the time and probably drive him crazy. But <laughs> that's what, that's what got me into deer hunting. And then my dad actually doesn't do just a whole lot of deer hunting. I mean, he's he loves to deer hunt, but he just, I guess, he doesn't have the same drive as me to deer hunt. But he, um, yeah, so I, my uncles and everybody hunt a lot. Um, but I just, I, I don't know what, for some reason, it just, the hunting bug bit me. And that's what I love. I love deer hunting. That's probably, that, that's, funner to me than turkey hunting or fishing or anything like that yeah would be uh deer hunting so man and you 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 had a great season um i guess it was from this past season it may have been from last season but from what i was seeing you killed uh that 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 video i'm talking about that was from this year correct this past season the the public land buck with your bow yeah yeah that was actually the second so deer season started on a saturday and i would have shot him the uh, week after deer season started on a on a saturday so the week after deer season started you go out and kill this great deer and i know in the video you were like ah, i don't know that he's the biggest buck ever and then you walked up to him and it's like yeah he's better than i thought he was um i would have been tickled to shoot that deer on public land especially uh and then you go off and shot your biggest the biggest buck of your life was that was from this season too, correct? Yeah, yeah, that was in that was actually early December that I shot him. So um and yeah, he was he was my biggest biggest one to date. Did it just work out well for you? You start putting videos on YouTube, start filming some stuff and all that and then all of a sudden you have a really good season or is that something for you that's been like have you done that a lot like do you have you just always shot a lot of good deer well i not really i would love to say that i just always go shoot good deer but (laughs) i um 
a, a lot of the time, actually, my first buck that I killed, well, that a decent buck uh, was would have been two years ago, and I I was having a a decent season, and I shot him, and it just happened that my camera wasn't recording when I had shot him, so I didn't I didn't get that that video never went up or anything because I didn't have it on video. But then the, after that, I I didn't have it, which would have been last season, I think. I didn't have that good of a season. I mean, I shot I shot a lot of deer, but not any bucks. Um, but then this season was, yeah, I had, which I hunted a lot more this season than I, than I normally do. But, um, I, yeah, I had a really good season this, this last season. So you you mentioned you mentioned that you you got to hunt more this year than you normally do. From our conversations, you you've got a relatively different uh, um, schedule than most sixteen year olds do. Um, you're already in a working career. Kind of explain that to everybody because uh, I think it's I think it's interesting. It's definitely unique. Yeah. So I actually. Uh graduated in eighth grade our school only goes only goes through uh eighth grade and then we graduate and i actually started doing high school as homeschool um but that didn't really work out for me so i i just started helping my dad out a little bit here and there helping him um helping him with doing his work and then i and then i eventually got a full-time job um which I guess it would, it's only nine to five. So I can kind of sometimes squeeze in a hunt before work or right after work. Um, but yeah, I work, I work, um, Monday through Fridays. So that's, that's how my working, that's how I started that. I just started working. Um, it would have been about a year ago. So yeah, that's cool. I, I think about, how just how much further how much further along you are in not only your youtubing and and your hunting and doing all that kind of stuff but just in your life uh than most 16 year olds are you know most 16 year olds i would say are uh even even for me whenever i was 16 i loved to deer hunt but other stuff just kind of got in the way i was doing sports playing football doing track and field and all that kind of stuff. And it just kind of, just kind of got in the way of what, uh, I wish that I would have done more, which is similar to what you're doing, which is just going out and enjoying the outdoors and really kind of honing in on, on that passion and that skill set, doing video and stuff like that, man, that is just so cool. So did you have any like, any experience with video equipment before you started uh, filming your hunts and stuff? Uh, no, I, did. I had no experience before that, um, and that's why some of my some of my earlier videos are a little bit cringy, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had I actually I had no no experience with cameras or anything before I started, and I'm still trying to learn them. I still aren't as I'm not nearly as good at videoing as I'd like to be. What, uh, what's your, what's your film, like a normal filming setup for you? What's it, what's it look like? So I have, uh, I would, I have a, a camera arm, uh, which I have the fourth arrow. Uh, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure exactly what, uh, which fourth arrow it is. It's an, it's an older one. Um, and I have that, and then I have I, I have a pretty cheap camera that it's a Canon HF R800, I think is what it is, and okay. it's just a little handy cam um, that I I have, and then I also have a a GoPro, uh, it's the Hero Seven Black uh, that I just got not too long ago, and that that is usually mounted. I I just haven't bought a mount actually that I can just clip on my stand or whatever looking at me it's usually mounted on my head or my bow which a lot of times I don't even put 
I don't know that I hardly ever use my GoPro angle for some reason on my videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually have it along for the hunt, whether I use that angle or not. But that's that's what that's what my uh, filming setup is. I find that really cool. Um, that's a I would say. I mean, for me, I take a a little bit more, but not a whole lot. I'm using a fourth arrow setup. I'm using you know, a, a handy cam, a Sony handy cam and a GoPro. That's pretty much what I'm filming with most of the time. If I get a wild hare or a, you know, if I'm, if I kill a deer or something like that, or kill a turkey, I may pull out my mirrorless camera and do some slow motion B-roll and stuff like that. But I mean, typically my average tree stand setup is going to be exactly what you described. And I think a lot of guys uh, kind of get intimidated by it, thinking that they're going to have to go out and buy all this, buy all this stuff. But it's just not true. I'm sure you would agree with that. It's just, I mean, you can, you can do it on a pretty budget friendly. There's some pretty budget friendly options out there. Um, so much that a, you know, a kid, a kid your age can go out and and uh, save up and, you know, even on a even on a summertime job or something like that for most, most 16 year olds, you could save up and, and get a nice little system that would, that would create some good videos. Um, my next question for you though, is did you, you, you've got over a thousand subscribers on YouTube, which is a big deal. Most, most channels don't have over a thousand subscribers. And so you've obviously got the attention of, of a lot of people. Did you think going into it that it would be something that you would, actually be able to be successful at well i don't know that i would say i was expecting to well what i went into it thinking was that this was going to be easy you know like i was going to be able to just put out videos and people were going to watch it and eventually it would get big but i found out pretty quick that's not how it works yeah um <laughs> you you have to you have to really you have to really put in your time and it like a lot of times i've just wanted to just quit but i eventually what my whole goal was is is to be able to hunt and not have to worry about i I would love to do this as like a job as to make an income off of hunting and so that that's a lot of my um my that's what i've put a lot of time into because i'd love to eventually i don't know how long it would be but just eventually be able to not, you know, not have to work during deer season and just go maybe travel to different states and hunt and everything. That's what my, that's what my whole goal is. But yeah, I, I was thinking before that it would be easy, but I found out pretty quick. It's not, it's not all that easy. How long have you been doing your channel? Uh, I think it would be about three or four years. I'm not exactly sure. Wow. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been a little while. I've just gotten serious about it over the last year, maybe or so. Yeah, for sure. So you started this channel. So when you were basically 12 is when you started putting stuff on this channel. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I would have been, I'd have been pretty young when I was starting out. That's amazing, man. I mean, it is so, when I think about just most most kids that I know, especially, you know, at that age, you're talking about being 12 years old. I mean, th- we, we just weren't interested in that. I just, I just went to your channel and you're at, uh, you started three years ago. So is, that's your first upload was three years ago. And you talking about wanting to do it, you know, as a career and for a living and, and all that stuff. I think a lot of guys start a channel with that goal in mind and they also, have the misconception that it's going to be super easy (laughs) and you're not going to dude i thought i i do a lot of my stuff with the kayak and water access i thought the first i was like man the first time i ever put a video out of me kayaking a deer it's it's so unique and it's so cool i was like man it's just going to be like it's just going to blow up and i'm going to get you know a hundred thousand views on the, the first time i post a video about that and i was sorely mistaken <laughs> whenever i thought that because yeah. it's not a matter of are people going to like this video 
That's not really what matters. It's are they going to like it enough to share it? And are those shares, are they going to be able to share it enough to where YouTube promotes it and it's getting a lot of views? I mean, there are definitely people out there who put out a viral video with no experience at all and their video goes viral and they're an overnight success story. That happens, but the majority of people out there just, that's just not how it happens for us. And uh, you do have to put a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort into creating a successful channel, which... I mean, man, you're talking about being being your age and being as focused and as, like, I guess in tune to um, you know, just kind of this outdoor lifestyle. I think that it, I, I don't have any doubt that you'll one day be able to do that, being at a thousand subscribers. That's just a, that's just a cool thing. So what was your, what was your uh, reaction? Like when you hit that 1,000 mark, were you pretty jacked up? Oh yeah, I, I was I was totally not expecting it to have it. Totally not expecting to have that many subscribers by the time I did because what really blew my channel up was that uh, killing that buck on on public land uh, with my bow. And I what what really helped me out was I put I put that video out and I had I think it was two hundred and two hundred and ninety eight subscribers i think something like that and i put that video out and one of my buddies um knows a guy or my cousin knows a guy from uh his name is tanner edenfield on youtube and he um he put out he he knows him really well and so tanner then shared my video and that's what kind of got it kind of got it going and actually my friend had made a bet with me one day while we were out fishing that if I hit a hit a uh, thousand subscribers by the end of the year I would he would give me a hundred dollars <laughs> and I was not really I was not really expecting to get that and then all of a sudden I that one video hit and it just it, I had a I had a thousand subscribers in a matter of a couple weeks from 290 some or whatever so that was that was um I was really jacked up about that that was a big surprise for me <laughs> that's so cool man and and very deserving of it I mean were were you a little bit um at that point you'd been doing YouTube then for what like two two years two and a half years Did, were you a little bit discouraged uh just being at at that 298 mark after doing it for two years yeah, yeah, I was, I mean, I was, I I was pretty discouraged about that. It seemed like I just, I'd put out a video, you know, every, I try, I tried my best to put out a video every week and it didn't near work out for me, but, and I would just, I really wouldn't, I'd gain a couple subscribers every time I put out a video, but it was just, it just seemed kind of like a drag and I was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very easy to just go edit a video and put it out because I knew it wasn't like a whole lot of people were going to see it or anything, but I just kept doing it and eventually it, it worked out pretty well. That's cool. I mean, man, I, I love hearing, I love hearing about just like fun success stories, you know, just like that where, um, especially like Tanner, Tanner's a good dude. He's, he's a, a solid guy. And I, I, I personally love seeing guys with his reputation and his following and, you know, the ton of people follow that guy. And so um, being able to use that to promote somebody like you and man, it's just it's just really neat. It's really neat to hear that story and uh, and kind of how you how you got started and how you intend to to move forward. So um Speaking of of moving forward, what are your what are your thoughts like as far as growth and um, obviously you're not going to school like is this something for you that you feel like you're going to continue just really trying to grind it out and really keep trying to grow it? Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, I know right now. If anybody that follows my channel is listening, they probably know I haven't really. I'm going to interrupt you. I haven't. I'm really going to interrupt you real quick. Um, you said if anybody listening this is following your channel, 
Everybody that is listening to this right now, if you can hear my voice, you need to go to YouTube, go to Eric's Outdoor Life, just search it, Eric's Outdoor Life, hit subscribe, and blow this dude up, because he really is, you're going to wish in in five years, whenever this dude is cranking out content and hunting all the states and um, going all over the place, you're going to wish, man, I, I wish I would have went and started following him before he got there. Because it's going to happen. Like, it's just going to happen. Anyways, Eric, go ahead. Well, I appreciate that. But um, what was I actually saying? I kind of forget now. <laughs> I, I just I just, I said, is this something for you that you feel like you really do have a have an opportunity to to really grow it? And even though it was, it was kind of discouraging at first, you got this nice little uh, second wind to be able to start growing. Is it, is it still something that you're wanting to do, like, full-time one day? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I would love to be doing this full time. I I pro- I haven't really been posting a lot because it's kind of between deer season and when I um when I usually start fishing and doing fishing videos. I tried filming some duck hunts, but they didn't really work out. Um, <laughs> and it's just kind of a drag. I'm trying to probably I'll probably be starting to put out a couple fishing videos um soon or some hog hunting videos. Um, but yeah, I definitely, one thing this coming deer season is when I really want to try to, um, put out a lot of content. And, uh, the main thing I want to do is do some, maybe go to another state and try hunting some public land. I don't know if that'll happen, but it's definitely something that I want to try to do sometime. If not this, this coming deer season. For sure. So, um, Speaking of speaking of doing like public land stuff, uh, I know a lot of the guys who listen to this show are. Um, I mean, most of our conversations that we have on this show are going to be more tactics based, and uh, and you know, when I think about again, I say this a lot. I've said this a lot in this in this conversation. But when I think about me at sixteen, it's far different from what you're doing at sixteen. And obviously, you're doing something right. Because you're you're killing deer. I mean, you're you're killing deer, good ones, um, on public land. So what are what are some of the things that you're really focusing on when like when you when you went and and, uh, and killed that good buck with your bow this year? What were the the focuses or what you felt like really kind of led to that uh, that success? Yeah. So uh, what? what I was just after that night was just, I just wanted to kill a dove and, um, I, I hadn't shot a deer yet. Uh, that season I hunted several times and I got pretty close, but what it was, was it was a peanut field, um, up against a, uh, up against some thick pines, uh, or tall pines with a bunch of thick undergrowth. And I just, I climbed one of those trees, uh, right close to an oak tree, just, you know, hoping to catch deer working out, uh, working out of them thick pines out to the, um, peanut field and it worked out perfect for me. Um, I actually wasn't running any cameras or anything out there. I knew there were, I knew there were deer in the area, but I had no idea he was in the area and he, uh, came out and sat around for a little while. I almost let him go cause I wasn't sure if I wanted to shoot him, but then I'm glad I did because he was obviously turned out to be much bigger than I thought. But yeah, that was my strategy was just kind of, I set up in the thick, the thick, um, pines there trying to catch them on the way out to that peanut field to feed. So they were bedding, they were bedding in those, in that thick understory and kind of staging in the brows, I would imagine. And then going out probably after dark into the peanut field. Yeah, yeah, I think it would. They would come out in that peanut field, which that peanut field is private. So they'd come out in that peanut field right at dark. So it was just a matter of being at the right place to catch them coming out to that peanut field. Um, which also there wasn't any. There wasn't a whole lot of pressure yet because it was pretty early in the season. And um, he actually, I walked right by him where, right where he came out of. Um, walk. He walked right down a access trail right hmm. he walked right down it. i just walked through there um and 
everything just worked out. I couldn't believe he didn't smell my ground scent or anything, but yeah, it, it ended up working out pretty good for me. <laughs> now you're in Georgia and the season opens pretty early in Georgia. Was this like a mid September, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been right in the middle of September when I shot him. It was, yeah, our season opens the second, second Saturday in September. And, uh, I shot him on the third set, or actually it was a Friday evening. I shot him. I found him on Saturday morning. Okay. Now, is this something that you do a lot? Are you typically? I mean, I guess let me preface by saying, it seems like a lot of people, or just about anybody who kills a good buck early season like that. Uh, obviously, you've got some states where you can hunt soybean fields. You got. You got good good stuff like that to, to kill deer on in the early season. But in your situation where it's mostly pines and even Georgia, Georgia doesn't have just a ton of agriculture around on public land. There's a little bit, but not much. Um, most people yeah. who are killing big bucks are having to get right up in there into that core, kind of core area where they're spending most of their daylight time at. Um, is that something that you're normally doing during the early season is hunting that really, really thick stuff? Yeah, that's what, that's what I, um, what I would focus on as far as, uh, on, on public land. Yeah, that's what I, one place that I really, really like hunting is it's, it's pretty, it's kicked my butt pretty hard this year, but for some reason I keep hunting it. Um, and it's, it's real tough hunting it but i found out you just if you can stay by that thick cover and what i do is just still hunt um down at that one place and if you can just stay by that thick cover they're they're gonna be in there somewhere you just you're just gonna have to find them yeah um and it it can take a while but eventually you'll find good sign and most likely you'll run into deer if you keep looking for them (laughs) Do you do you do a lot of scouting on these public pieces? Uh, I do a decent amount. You know, I put a, I I run some cameras. I I don't I don't just scout just a ton because I'd I'd rather be hunting. So sometimes a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just take my bow and go still hunt through an area that I would I might want to hunt. You know, it's just kind of scouting scouting it um but that's how a lot of my scouting would be during deer season um you know just trying to find new spots um and uh i don't i mean i do i do some scouting early season but um not i mean before deer season but not just not just a whole lot i like to i'd much rather be out there hunting than doing a bunch of scouting yeah. <laughs> you know scouting's I mean? not nearly as fun is it <laughs> i'm not is no, not not even close. <laughs> <laughs> it is necessary, and it and it's it's a good thing. You know, I I like to go scouting. Sometimes it's just nice, to just go walk around the woods and do that. You know, but I I typically most of my scouting I get done in in turkey season, and I'll just walk around. I do a lot of walking during turkey season, and you know, if I go in a new area, I'm going to be looking for deer sign too i'm not just i'm not only turkey hunting most of the time so you also had this video where you killed a stud of a buck now this this was on a private a private piece of property was this a buck that you knew existed out there or was it just kind of like holy cow there's a big buck standing there yeah, so I, I knew this one was around. I had had pictures of him in October, uh, but I had I hunted for him one time in October, and really what we did this year to that private land was we just didn't hardly hunt it, and we just kept uh, cameras out, and it really it worked out good this year because we, we actually shot three bucks out of that same blind my family shot. We've us as a family shot three bucks out of that one blind this year, but, uh, I knew he was in the area and I just, I just kept the camera out there. He kind of, he disappeared during the rut. 
um, and we can bait here in Georgia. So I had a corn pile out there, and I put my camera out. I didn't. I was over the rut. I was mainly just I was hunting public land hard, and I didn't really. I wasn't really focused on this one place. And then I put a camera out, and I got pictures of him. I put the camera out on a. It was on a Saturday. Yeah, I put a camera out on a Saturday. And then I went and uh, I had a corn pile and a camera. I, ch- I checked the camera then Thursday um, and Friday morning I hunted him once. And Friday evening I, I ended up killing him. So less than a week after I put the corn pile out and really got serious about him, like he was on the ground. <laughs> That's that's cool, man. That was I loved watching that video. And guys, listening, you need to go watch the video because your reaction is awesome. You could tell you're just like, holy crap! I just shot a really big buck. You know, you it was like one of those those priceless reactions. And I wish, with everything in me, I wish I would have had videos of me whenever I shot bucks. Whenever I was, you know, younger, and and it was a relatively like foreign feeling you know it's at that point you hadn't shot a lot of a lot of bucks at least I hadn't I hadn't shot just a ton of deer at 16 and so when I did shoot one I was fired up it was like exactly how you were man like you were just like I can't believe it you know it was so cool I actually just watched that video again um geez probably last last week or so and uh just such a a great video extremely well made now talking about your videos and and how you're creating them what is what is some of your inspiration so uh this this podcast these these series of podcasts is really aimed for people to go and find new channels to watch like yours who maybe they haven't heard of they don't know about they go and watch these videos but also there's definitely been a an influx of self-film people that really want to get started and really want, they just don't have a starting place. Um, I mean, to the point where a lot of like pack designs are for camera, camera equipment and camera arms. Like it's just kind of becoming a a normal, more normal thing for the average hunter to go out and self film. What are some of your inspirations that other people may, may be able to get some inspiration from? Uh, when it comes to self-filming and, and just kind of how you're putting your videos together? Yeah, so the main thing, well, it's more of a thing of like, it's more of a fear for me to not have it on video because I found out pretty quickly that having that video on, I mean, having that video of the shot helps you tremendously with recovering the deer and everything. Um, and uh and i just i love just putting together you know a hunting video and um being able to show other people that's but i one thing that really like i'm i if i shoot a deer and don't have it on video which sometimes i'll go shoot a doe or something and don't video it but um i usually try to uh video if i kill a doe but you know, if I don't have that video, it's almost like I'm kind of scared because I don't know exactly where I hit that deer. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, so that, that's a big part of why I keep, what, what inspires me to keep filming is because I, I hate shooting a deer and not, or not, not sure if you hit the deer or whatever. That's, that's one thing that just, that, that inspires me to do it is to just cause you never know what can happen. And, you definitely don't always make good shots, so yeah. Or at least I don't. So you're preaching to the what... choir right now, man. <laughs> you keep you're preaching <laughs> to the king of that. I I'm I'm right there with you, dude. I I, I will say um, I don't always get a shot on camera, and I if I feel like I can make the video good without it, most of the time I can I can try to. You know, I've got some videos that obviously would have been way way better if I would have had the shot on camera. But I also don't, I don't normally pass up an opportunity if I can't get it on camera either. And uh, I encourage a lot of people to do that. You know, if, if it's going to come between you and killing an animal, then don't worry about it. But like you said, there's been several situations where I've had to go back and look at the shot 
just to make sure that I hit the deer where I think I did, or maybe I didn't know exactly where I hit it. Um, there's just a lot of, lot of scenarios like that for sure. Is there anybody that you, that you watch, um, any other creators that you watch, whether it be deer hunting, fishing, whatever, that, um, you kind of get inspiration from, I'm not saying that you copy them or anything like that, but you just, you're watching to try to learn different trends or transitions or things like that. Yeah, the, I would say uh, the hunting public is probably my favorite hunting show to watch. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows who they are and everything, but they, I love watching them how they, um, how they kill deer, and that's what, that's one thing that I, you can, that's one channel you can really learn stuff from because you know some of these big, big guys they just go out on a food plot and kill a deer and make it look real easy but in when it comes down to it you really need to just you need i mean you can go make food plots and everything but they have put they've put years into making their properties and everything but it, like the hunting public actually teaches you real um hunting skills and that's what i like why i love watching the hunting public they're they're a big inspiration to me for sure is there anybody else anybody else in that space that you uh, that you're watching and you're really paying a lot of attention to? Uh, I, I also watch um, the Seek One guys from Atlanta. Yep, Seek One. Uh, they're, 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 they're pretty close to me and or live pretty close. And I mean, I don't do any suburban hunting or anything, but I, I, I love watching them. And their content is awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, their quality and everything but that's something that any you know anybody else can go do too is go do uh door knocking and just getting permission but i don't have the i don't have the bravery to go knock on someone's door and ask them to hunt really yeah so but i love i love watching their videos and everything that's awesome yeah they do a great job their production value is super high with uh with seek one and i would i would imagine probably most people who are watching YouTube videos, hunting videos, are watching both of those guys' channels. But if you are living under a rock and you don't know who any of these people are, you need to go check out The Hunting Public and Seek One. Both both groups of guys just putting out really good stuff. And uh, we've actually had Hunting Public on the show a couple different times. And uh, you can go and watch some of those stuff. And we'll, I'm sure we'll have them on again at some point. But like you said, dude, I mean, they're just, they're, they're putting out information for average, average guys like you and I to go out and be successful. And you can, you can gain a lot of inspiration from people like that. And it's so cool to hear you talk about it. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to send this to one of those guys and say like, Hey, this is pretty cool. Um, this kid's out there like 16 years old, self-filming, putting great videos up from your inspiration. So I think that's really neat. And I think that's the reason why a lot of these people are, are doing that. Um, but dude, Eric, I mean, honestly, like for you, like you're a huge inspiration. You're even a huge inspiration for me. And I've been doing the YouTube thing for a little while. And, uh, it's inspiring to me to see young guys like you just grinding it out, man. And going out there and, um, working a nine to five job even, and still finding time to, um, go out there and, and kill deer, edit a video, put it on YouTube, just doing a really good job at that. Now, is this something like, obviously one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I probably would have never been able to do it. Cause I was too busy at 16 chasing girls around. Um, do you have a girlfriend or anything like that, that, uh, I mean, I, I would imagine in a uh, a relationship like that, self-filming and being so hardcore about deer hunting might get in the way. Is that something that you have, or you're just kind of like, eh, not really interested in it right now? No, I'm, I, I don't have a girlfriend. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not that interested in it right now. <laughs> I'm sure I will be later in life, though. <laughs> I hope so. If not, then you, you may need to, you know, get work that out but um you know it's uh it's it it is crazy like 
you hit it. I know a lot of adult, like adult onset deer hunters who, you know, maybe they played sports. They played sports their whole life and they didn't really get into hunting. They had other interests and other hobbies. And then they get married and have kids. And a lot of guys just kind of don't, they don't really have anything after that. After high school and after sports, they don't really have anything. And so they start hunting and they realize, man, this is, this is a, a sporting event. You know, it's, it's somewhat competitive with yourself. You're going out and you're learning. You're using strategies and, and tactics. It's very, very similar. And I meet a lot of people like that. And I just think how far ahead you are of, of most people your age and being able to get into this stuff. And, um, man, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be awesome for you. I really do appreciate you coming on the show, man, and talking about your channel. Um, real quick, if you don't mind real quick, give me one more plug, tell people where they can find more about you. If you have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever you got, and obviously your YouTube channel. Yeah, so I actually i i don't re- i don't have um i don't have uh, Instagram. <clears throat> Sorry, I got something caught in my throat. You could. <clears throat> I don't have I don't have um, Instagram. I'm I'll probably be getting Instagram before too long here, um, but I don't and I don't. Uh, Facebook, I mean, I have a personal account, but the main thing I want everybody to do is just go subscribe to my channel on YouTube. For sure. Um, Eric's Outdoor Life. And, yeah, I appreciate all the kind words. Um, I definitely am hoping to, yeah, do this more, do more videos, and, yeah, I hope everybody enjoys my videos, and thanks for letting me come on the show. For sure, and I I have no, I have no uh, doubt that people are gonna enjoy enjoy your stuff, man. I know I sure have. It's been uh, been a pleasure talking to you, buddy. And uh, man, good luck catching a bunch of big largemouth. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Good luck to you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I enjoyed having that conversation with Eric. Just a super cool dude. And uh, I believe he's got a bright future in the world of YouTube and uh, and hunting and just a, a really cool kid. And uh, I, I really highly encourage you, if you haven't subscribed to him already, go and subscribe to him because I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, but we're going to keep these, uh, these episodes coming with the Creator Series. Have another one next week. And, uh, man, you blink, it's going to be turkey season. So, obviously, we're getting ready for turkey season around here. We're going to have some turkey episodes coming to you really soon. So um, if you are going to be out in the woods, if you're squirrel hunting, fishing, scouting, whatever you're doing, you need to remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.